Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me, Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for listening and making Berhantu your choice of podcast for anything horror. Um, I've got a great story for you today. Um, it is from a close friend um, who I shall not name, um, but he is one of... Um, <laughs> one of the singers in Singapore um, and he lives in Yishun okay so I mean we, we are doing a project together and then um, one fine day as we were driving back home I just decided to ask him I said hey you have any like horror story to, to share with me because I want to be able to share as many stories as possible and he said yeah actually I do Um, and I actually switched off the <laughs> music and throughout the whole entire ride uh, from MediaCorp back to Yishun, uh, he was just sharing with me about um, something that happened. Um, it happened over a series of events um, that involved him and his master bedroom. So he lives with his grandmother and his uncle, right? So he doesn't stay with his parents. His parents live elsewhere. He grew up with his grandmother and, and his uncle. And for the longest time, he was sleeping in the living room. It was only uh, when he was in polytechnic when he was much older, that uh, he was able to sleep in the living room. So it's a four-room flat in Yishun. Um, it's near North... Is it North View? I forgot. Maybe North View. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, um, 200 plus, if I'm not mistaken. And he says that for the longest time, whenever... He's whenever I mean ever since he started living in that house, he has not experienced anything. Only when he was asleep, and I mean he started sleeping inside that um, master bedroom. So one of the other room is uh, occupied by his grandmother, and so the grandmother will use the toilet in the kitchen. He will use the toilet in the master bedroom, and so will his uncle. Right, so his uncle will sleep um, in the uh, in the room. At, Opposite his room, which is the master bedroom. Okay, I don't know why I'm repeating this. So, anyways, okay. Now, he said that for the longest time, every time when relatives come over, especially when there's babies, the moment the baby they bring the baby, you know how like sometimes we always tell like the parents, "Eat apa lah, bawa anak kau tidur dalam bilik." Like let your child sleep in the room. But whenever enter the master bedroom, the child will always start crying. Macam just start crying and macam uneasy, whatever. And he has a cat. So he says that my cat, you know how cats are, will just go anywhere, right? But the cats would, would enter my grandmother's room, would enter my uncle's room, but would never enter my room. Whenever he uh, the cat comes in front of the door, the cat would just sit there and then look at him. And sometimes he would carry the cat inside, okay? But again, the moment he put down the cat, the cat would actually leave the room. So he didn't know what was happening. And he said, I have never experienced um, anything supernatural until I was in polytechnic. So he said that in that room, he has a double-decker bed that he bought from Ikea. You know, like the one that's um, on top is a bed and then below is a study place. Yeah. So he was preparing for his, I think, final year... Um, Macam poly punya project lah You know So he was Staying up very late at night And he said This was one of the First earliest in, First earlier incident As to uh, Shit that happened um, As recent as Two years ago Okay So whenever he do his work He would put on his uh, Earpiece And you know how When you put on your earpiece 
you do your work, you're really quite oblivious of the place or the things around you, right? You, I mean, only when something big is happening, then you will realize it. If not, your attention will probably be like to whatever that's happening in front of your eyes. He says that um, my toilet door of the master bedroom, I will always switch on the light. And the door is white in color. So meaning that if someone is inside, you can see a shadow of someone inside. Okay. So he said that he was doing his work one day um, and he kept on seeing as if someone was walking behind him and entering the bathroom and then exiting. He didn't think much because he said, remember, the one that was using the toilet in that in that, live, uh, in that master bedroom is me and my uncle, right? So naturally, my uncle would, would always go in and out to, to, to take a pace or whatever. Um... And he said this happened for a few months. Every time at night, bila dia tengah buat kerja, dia akan nampak macam bayang-bayang walk behind him into the into the toilet and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Thinking all throughout this whole entire three, four months, thinking that it's actually his uncle. Until one fine day, he said, aku tu macam, macam, macam benda ni, benda ni nak tunjukkan diri dia, like, like this thing want to show and, pre- and present itself. So again, he said, I was doing my work and then I felt a shadow walk behind me. Enter the toilet. So then I turned and I saw a shadow of someone inside the toilet. So it was my uncle lah, obviously, right? I wanted to go to the to- I wanted to go to the kitchen to take something. So I stood up and I went out of my room. So the moment I went out of my room, the room that was right in front of his room is his uncle's room. And the uncle was sleeping inside the room. And he was sleeping soundly. So then he turned. He turned back to the to the to the um, master bedroom um, uh, toilet, and there's just no one there. So like, eh, that's weird. So then he shared this with the grandmother and the uncle. He said, "I have been experiencing this. So I thought it's it's you all throughout. But yesterday when I wanted to go to the kitchen, when I went out of the room, you were sleeping. So you didn't go to the toilet." And then, it, that's when the grandmother and the pakcik macam buka cerita, cakap, oh, actually, we do not want to scare you, you know, um, but this thing has been happening inside this this uh, master bedroom. We do not know where it comes from or maybe uh, whether it's just the penunggu rumah or whatever, but it's something that has been there um, ever since we moved into this house um, in, I think, early 2000s. So, okay. Dah chill, okay? So he said, I thought that's, that's, that's the end of it. But he said that the moment I opened my mouth and shared stuff with my family members, he said, that's when I think this thing is very upset. So this thing tried to push his buttons by doing things inside. Okay, so you imagine, you think about kerja, like you, you, just, you just imagine you're doing your work and then you hear someone play with the water tap. You hear someone play with the baldi. You hear someone flush. You hear someone play with the um, um, toothbrush and all that. And there's nothing. And there's no one inside that toilet. And the toilet light is always switched on. So I ask him, Do you have you ever gone to a point of time whereby you switch off the light in the toilet? He said, no, I always put or switch on my, my, my toilet light because I cannot sleep without... Without any light lah, you know, he, he believes in lighting up the room and it's always the toilet door. So, to check out that there's been many occasions to the point where aku dah tak takut, to the point where I'm not scared anymore, I will hear flushing. And 
it's not flushing from the person on top or the unit below because we all know that if it's flushing from on top or below, that there's a distant sound. No. The flushing is in my toilet. And I hear people, sometimes I hear footsteps. Sometimes I hear people opening the tap, playing with the sink, play with the um, toothbrush. So this thing, which I'm live inside the toilet, I think. That's why he said, I think, okay? Until one fine day. So he said, this happened two years ago. He said at one of time it was COVID and everybody took up cycling, right? So he said, I bought a mountain bike and I decided to go cycling. So because there's no storage outside in, in my house, I decided to just put my my motorcycle, uh, my, my, my bicycle um, beside my wardrobe, which is right by the door of the toilet. He said, I do not know why, but on that very night, when something just stuck at me and say, I want to see what's inside my room. So the mind switch off and switch off the light. He switch on and switch off, switch off and switch on and switch off and switch off. And in that instant, he said, the moment, I think the fourth or the fifth time when I switch off my lights, in that two seconds, you guess what I saw? I saw a man, all black, tengah menyangkung in front of my mountain bike with just red eyes. He said it was two seconds but it was very long and I can see exactly what was it. So then I switch on my lights and that thing is gone. So he said that was the first time I saw that thing. Macam that thing, benda tu tunjukkan diri dia. Macam that, that thing presented itself to me. And it was a man squatting down on the floor, staring at me and his eyes are red. So he thought that was the last of it. Until... He started working full-time. So when he started working full-time, he said, I, I get very tired. So I would get like sleep paralysis quite often. Much, much later, when he researched, then he realized that that thing inside his room is a ganduru wo. You know why? He said there was two occasions that I can never forget. There was one time, I had sleep paralysis. I So he said, at this point of time, I got no more bunk bed. Uh, the bunk bed I already removed from IKEA. I bought a sofa bed because it's space constrained. Alright, so sofa bed. Because it's a sofa bed, it's not a proper bed. When when people sit at the side or the other side of the bed, you can feel it. Like, you can feel the indentation and all that, right? So I was fully awake. My, my, my body was locked, obviously. But I can turn my head slightly because I felt something sat at the side of my bed dia cakap bila aku buka mata and aku turn it's he said it's not left it's not Bigfoot it's not what it's like it's just hair all over this thing tengah menyangkung eh sil tak kelakar this this thing was squatting on the right side of his bed facing the kitchen and his whole body is just hair. Just hair. But didn't present his face. So it means the face was facing the, uh, the, the, the the toilet. And the sound that that thing made is like... Like that. So he said, at one of time, I wanted to cry. I didn't know what was happening. I couldn't nangis because I can't move my body and this thing is presenting itself beside me. I'm like... Yeah, like, like, you're dumbfounded, you know? And he said, that's not the first time. The second time it happened, again, the same thing. 
I saw the same thing. He said, at this point of time, it's much clearer. And benda ni besar. He said, this thing is very big. And it's squatting on my bed. And satu badan dia berbulu. The whole body is filled with hair. So he went to ask his friend. One of his friends is an ustaz or something like that. So he said, so then, then, then his friend said, did you bring something to, did you bring something back home into your house? Like a gift or whatever. He said, I don't remember bringing everything except for this one time I went to Jogja. So I mean, when I went to Jogja, um, it was a work trip. So uh, at the end of the seminar or something like that, they were all given a gift or a souvenir of sorts. And the souvenir is in the shape of a barongan with with hair and with with that thing. And he said, maybe it's that thing, lah, but I, I don't believe that that thing is because of the souvenir, you know. And, and, and then I asked him, do you still have the souvenir? He said, yeah, the souvenir is still inside my room. You know, but he said, um, the last time I saw that thing was two years ago, lah, you know. Um, and I've, never, I've not seen that thing ever again. But I can never forget the sound that it made. The menyangkong kat tepi katil aku and he just went, like that and he said that um, so that was the first part of his story so the second part of his story comes with a with a photo I'll put it in my IG story once I have uploaded this episode okay so diorang dekat Bandung or somewhere I forgot where, where were they at um, they were taking photos they were taking photos of each other um, inside because they were late at night Diorang dah habis um, jalan-jalan the whole day. At night tu, diorang pergi warung. They went to the warung to to have, you know, the warung that sells Indomie and all that. So, they were just taking-taking photo and all that and they didn't think anything at all, you know. So, one of their friend was actually sitting outside the ambin. So, it's like a cottage. So, the outside, the ambin is facing the um jungle, the forest lah. And, and my friend was outside smoking alone. So, I remember taking taking photos here and there. Take snap, 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 snap. When I went to Singapore and I look at the photo, they captured something. They captured a face. And that face was just beside his friend. I have the photo. I'm going to post it. Keep a lookout for my IGS when I post it um, tomorrow morning. Um, because I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm not going to look at the photo. It freaked me out when, when I saw it. Dia macam, kau tahu macam muka scream. You know that scream? The, the 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 white face ah like that lah, but like much scarier. So it's like a face perched from the forest, peeking at them while they're eating indomie. This happened in Indonesia, um. So I'm I'm gonna post that. Um. But yeah. So that's the story I want to share with you about um a friend and his experience in Yishun. So thank you so much for listening. If you have more stories, please feel free to share your stories with me at hafizabrahman at yahoo dot com. Till we see each other again. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>